0: Love, talk Radio.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's our August 2009 worldwide open reading. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the uh, MC of the show and the creator of the Poetry Superhighway. Glad to have you listening. Um, it's an open reading. You're invited to call in uh, any poem you've got. We'd love to hear it. No content or style restrictions, no language restrictions, no restrictions really whatsoever. It's a it's a poetry free-for-all online. So call in, the number six four six 646-716-7362. We'll be broadcasting for about an hour, so plenty of time for you to call in and read your poetry. Um, our currently running poetry contest, the 12th Annual Poetry Superhighway Live, uh, Poetry Superhighway Highway poetry contest is happening. We're uh, a little more than halfway through the uh, entry period, and so far we have over 160 entries from poets all over the world that our three contest judges have uh, dutifully scored and sent back to me. Um, Please enter. This is a, a pretty cool contest where just for entering, paying the $1 per poem entry fee, no matter what your poem actually scores in the contest, because of the many, many sponsors that we have, you will get a prize of some sort uh, of interest to poets and writers. So uh, you may enter and score last place in the contest and then still get a book of poetry from one of our sponsors just for entering. If you do happen to win um, in one of the top three scoring positions, uh, not only will you get your share of the prizes donated by are many sponsors, but you will win uh, a share of the entry fees that are collected. So this is a not-for-profit organization, I'm not taking any of the money. So say 500 poems get entered, uh, 50% of that money goes to the first place winner, 30% of it goes to the second place winner, and 20% of it goes to the third place winner. So. Everyone's a winner in some way just for entering them. I don't know of any other contest that, that does this. Um, you should definitely check it out. Uh, go to PoetrySuperHighway.com, uh, click on the Poetry Superhighway link, and then uh, 2009 Poetry Contest. All the guidelines are there. Um, or if uh, if you you just don't want to do that, uh, you can you can send an email to guidelines at PoetrySuperHighway.com, and all of the entry guidelines will automatically be emailed to you within a few seconds of you sending that email. The contest uh, deadline, I, I think it's September 19th. I'm not sure offhand. I should have checked that, but it's uh, mid-September uh, to uh, postmark your entry fees. So you should uh, check that out. You should uh, make sure not to send in your entry fees after that because, well, it'll be a disappointment for all of us. So that's uh, that's what's happening with our contest. Um, again, the number to call in is 646 716 Six two. We have many callers on the air. I'm going to, uh, in case you haven't listened before, um, I'll identify you by the area code that you're calling in. Uh, not that I consider you a number, ladies and gentlemen, but that's because that's what shows up on my screen. So please, when calling in, be aware of what area code you're calling in from. All right, so we're going to get to our first caller, a caller from the 863 area code. Hello. Um, he- hello, Rick. I'm... Hello. Hello. Are you there? Not there. Well, she was there briefly, but uh, she's gone now. But uh, that in itself is a poem, don't you think? Uh, moving along to our second caller from the 973 area code. Hello.
2: Hey, Rick.
1: <laughs>
2: Coffee is not a drink for pussies. <laughs> I love that line. Anyway, you there, Rick? Rick?
1: I'm here. Hello. My
2: Okay. All right. Um, I'm uh, this is David from Newark. How you doing? Uh, I lived, I lived at the YMCA in the year two thousand for a variety of reasons. Uh, I was in Hoboken, and uh, there was a Starbucks nearby, and they used to donate their rolls and their pastries, and I would wait till. But he was done, and would collect those rolls and pastries, day-old rolls and pastries, and I would turn them into crumbs, and I would feed them to the pigeons. And somebody on my floor apparently took exception to this, and was very upset. And uh, he reported me, and he reported me on the basis that I was um, causing air pollution through the the pigeons' uh, shitting, uh, the feces, and it would propagate enzyme, and that would uh, result in p- uh, breathing problems. But you see, this very person was a chain smoker and used to violate uh, the prophecy uh, on the floor of smoking, and he would smoke one right after the other. So I wrote this piece. Uh, <laughs> I wrote this piece for that, uh, that occasion. Here it goes. Like the GOP at their national convention, Pigeons frantically pecking away, At the bread and shreds I'd given them, Being my ritual for the day. my great transgression, Yet accountable for my crime, My pigeon feeding causing widespread breeding Of nefarious bird shit enzyme. My accuser right pointed me out, As one who would so boldly dare, through propagation of birdshed enzyme, bring contamination to clean air. My disregard for innocent children, his indignation I did thus soak. I had caused grave health hazards as he filled the room with his smoke. Atop waves of indignation, for he had not finished yet. In the midst of his environment impact speech, he paused to light another cigarette. Emphysema asthma, and even cancer, among the more deleterious effects. If we don't solve terrible problems, who knows what will happen next? I didn't know that through these pigeons, like Republicans wanting even more, that contaminants in bird shit enzyme would multiply spore upon spore. I confess my crime without excuse, but I haven't had a chance any time to see the Surgeon General's warning on any pack of bird shit time. My mom was relieved upon hearing, but I couldn't let the moment pass, that her asthma didn't worsen from Dad smoking, but by what comes out of a pigeon's ass. Now I stand condemned as pigeon feeder, to impart this environmental thought. Nicotine is dandy, but if you must feed pigeons... Don't allow yourself to ever get caught. Don't pollute through this criminal activity by doling out dry crumbs of bread. Buy yourself, Paul Malls, and give that gift of secondhand hand s- instead. Bear in mind this sterling, trusted axiom, s- spanning from pathetic to sublime, quoted directly from this guilty pigeon feeder. Only this, Birdshit shit enzyme is the scourge of our time. Bird shit enzyme is the scourge of our time. Bird shit enzyme is the scourge of our time. You there, Rick?
1: Yeah, I'm here, David. I, I don't think I could have possibly gone anywhere during that piece. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for sharing that. I, I particularly appreciate... Uh, uh, you helping to define what bird shit was by referring to it as feces later because that, that before you read the poem, it just give us two options to really comprehend what it is you were talking about. Um, yes. uh, well done. Um, just one write it.
2: one thing. The title of the piece is Scourge of Our Time. Okay, just just that last note. Because I, I forgot to mention that. Okay. Well, All so right? Well done.
1: All right. Take, take you're the you're
2: ahead. the greatest, Rick. You're the greatest. Thank about, you so much. I don't
1: know about that, but uh, uh, well, thank you very much. That was uh, David calling from Newark, New Jersey, with his uh, his epic piece on um, on uh, uh, pigeon feces. <laughs> Sorry, my wife just walked into the room, and that's all she heard. Uh, in fact, she's never listened to Poetry Superhighway live, and now she thinks that's what it's all about. And well, honey, it's true, so uh, go about your day happily, and we'll be fine over here. So, yeah, that was great, and what a dilemma, uh, uh, trying to decide whether you wanted to smell bird feces or uh, nicotine uh, cigarette smoke. Uh, really, David has, has has started out with the heavy issues for us, and, um, and uh, we've got a lot to think about, people. We've got a lot to think about. That was David from Newark, New Jersey. Uh, moving along, we have a caller from the uh, 614 area code. Are you there?
3: This is uh, Nicole Nicholson from Columbus, Ohio. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. How are you, Nicole?
3: I am actually doing pretty good. I am roasting. Uh, It's actually like 87 degrees where here I'm at, but other than sweating my ass off, I'm otherwise fine.
1: That's great. Um, Do you have any thoughts on the... uh, 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 bird feces versus cigarette smoke dilemma?
3: Um, I think I have a slight, uh, if I had to pick between the two, I think I would prefer the bird feces only because I'm an ex-smoker, and you know what they say about ex-smokers, we are the worst at getting other people to stop smoking, complaining about the smell, and my mother's nodding because she's an ex-smoker too. So yeah, I think if I had to pick one, I would pick the bird feces, Hands (laughs) down.
1: Yeah, probably me too. I'm not an ex-smoker. My my mom is is a not-ex-smoker. I, I kind of would like to surround her with ex-smokers and just see what happens, uh, now that you mention that. But uh, that's neither here nor there. So uh, do you have a poem for us, Nicole?
3: Actually, yes, I do. Um, I just wrote this today. I don't even have a title for it yet. Um, what I started doing was I actually, a um, wonderful library system here, uh, not only just Uh, the city of Columbus, but um, Ohio, and the university libraries, Um, the libraries here have unfortunately had to take an 11% cut in their budget, which is not bad considering that it was going to be 50%. Uh, The major hits have been um, no Saturday hours except for the main branch and uh, some of their um, materials budget has been cut, but it's better than librarians losing their jobs and better than what a 50% cut would bring. But anyway, I digress. Um, Through my library, I actually got a hold of Galway Connell's Book of Nightmares, and I'm about two-thirds through the book. And this stuff, his poetry, at least what I'm reading here, I've never really read anything like this before, and it's just absolutely mind-blowing, and it inspired me to write this, which has no title, but here it goes. A burning tower of flesh, a curved comma, rises up from your loins. It is night. Everything is burning. Your nightmare has curves. It is violin black, spelled out in S-hole and curly Q hips. Somebody set the sky on fire. Orange crying barks flames onto this canvas, obscuring the stars from view. Pointed, tiny dot diamond silver cannot compete, cannot shine behind this livid curtain of torn saffron veils, glowing embers, and blood. The veils convulse and rage in torn rags, fluttering in ragged butterfly time, counterpointing to the bounce of your desire. Not a bebop, but a slow aching fire that cries for unceasing and slippery dreams. Your ire is bristled and burning, prickly and learning with each pass through the ancient tunnel. Water does not always quench fire. This is an uneasy oath that does not apply to people. The root of your joy is buried in bedsheets below your sullen bottom. Your first chakra has dived head first through dirty cotton with a thread count that you're too embarrassed to speak of in public except in the flames of a bare whisper. It has curled its fingers around something you cannot name and holds on until the end of the snake ride. You are tossed by its twitching, only giving you enough slack to straighten your back upright, to not uproot the tree in midnight, to not disconnect the soil in starlight, to not toss soil except if it is bedsheets and is wearing the sweat of your fire printed upon its blank face. Invisible ink, the tint wash of your nightmare, weeps from your shoulders, her legs, her neck, your backside. And this nightmare is grape blood, candy stain, and fire prints. There are no horsemen here. No, Sid Barrett psychedelic frantic ranting angelic visions spinning colors and gruesome demonic comedy masks with curved skiff smiles. No, digital deserts wearing melted swirling rainbows in a crazy hypnotic whirl on their cragged mesa skins and void of the musk of real ancient dust. No, bleeding Indians crying for a last grasp at life and absolution. And no mosquito-faced black helicopters wearing prison bars in the breath of their promise. That nightmare is over. This nightmare—the chain of end-to-end flesh throb and curled hair, the nightly expiring of separate on a bedsheet funeral pyre, the rage of phoenix fire birthing your absurd new bird, wearing your spoken double helix combination every day. This fire requires tending. This nightmare is never ending and your dovetail wooden joint fingers that slide so easily into each other's empty crevices will rejoin again and again for this joint work of wicked creation every day.
1: Nicole, what an epic piece. How in the world did you have time to write that today and still call
3: in? (laughs) You are a trip. Um... It actually took me about 45 minutes to write. Um, like I said, I actually had heard Galway Cannell read out loud before at an open mic at um, Columbus State University. Uh, the guy who's now the professor of a creative writing class that I'm taking actually read a couple excerpts out of The Dead Shall Be Raised Incorruptible out of that book, and I was blown away. So then I got the book, and I started reading it, and I'm blown away again. So you could say that that's that's what inspired me today, and I'm always thankful for such inspiration.
1: Now, is this a um, a, a debut, or, or have you been to another poetry reading today of, of, before this one?
3: Um, I'm not quite sure I understand what you mean. Is it is the first time
1: anyone's hearing that piece?
3: Yes, it is. It is. Um, the listeners of Poetry Superhighway have the, uh, I guess you could say, the fortune or misfortune, depending on how you view it, of being the first ones to ever hear this piece.
1: Well, when you get back into the chat room, uh, you'll, you'll see uh, David, who was just online reading the first film, uh, liked it quite a bit. So you've got at least uh, at least one one Poetry Superhighway listener uh, already a fan. So, uh, cool. so well done.
3: Well, thank you. And, and thank you, Rick.
1: Thank you. Thanks for calling. Anything going on in Columbus you want to let us know about?
3: Um, actually, um, most of the show, most of the open mics there in Columbus are, are having their monthly, actually, I should say weekly shows. The only thing of note that I really, the two things of note I want to bring up is, number one, um, during the summer, they have Poetry in the Park, and it's run by the same people who run the Poetry Forum, which is kind of a, um, it's a October to May thing, and during the summer, they don't run, so in the summer, Poetry in the Park runs instead, and they're having a show the third Saturday of August and the third Saturday of September, and then they end the season for them. Uh, as far as I can, I'm can, concerned, as far as anything else I can think of, the Writing Wrongs poetry team right now, or at least they were at the uh, National Poetry Slam last week, so um, they're, they'll be coming back from that, and as far as I can think of, Nothing else really of note except for, except for the open mics having, having their usual nights and everything. I mean, the scene's just gotten going. I mean, from what I understand, there's five open mics here in Columbus, and if you count poet, poetry in the park, that's actually six. So I'd say we've got a pretty good scene going on here, and I'm really glad to see that.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it's a, it's a lot going on uh, for, um, for a town the size of Columbus. Um, so cool. Um, great. Well, thanks again for calling in and, uh, enjoyed your new piece, and we'll, you know, perhaps you'll write another new one now that the show is, now that you've called in.
3: All right. Well, thank you.
1: Thank you. That was, uh, Nicole Nicholson calling from Columbus, Ohio, a repeat offender here at Poetry Superhighway Live. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Uh, we've got a few more callers, uh, on the lines waiting already like to mention there's a couple other ways you can interact uh, with me and with the other poets who are listening or, or calling in. If you are on the Blog Talk radio page to listen, this of course doesn't apply if you're listening to the show uh, in the archive or, or on your you know post-broadcast uh, podcast downloads or whatever. You can click on the uh, chat room, and there's a bunch of people in there uh, listening to the show and, and commenting about uh, what has been happening and, and other kinds of things, so you can do that. Um, also, if for any reason uh, those avenues of, of conversation or don't work for you, you can send me a an instant message. My screen name is Rick Poet. That's on the AIM, uh, AIM, uh, AOL instant message network. Um, if you'd like to make an announcement or say hi or or whatever. Uh, poet that's my screen name you're welcome to to drop in that way all right moving along um, our next caller looks like it's uh, hmm, looks like it's a blocked call I'm just seeing a bunch of ones um so I guess if you've been waiting on if you called in uh, right at the beginning say hi anybody there anyone have a bunch of ones as your phone number if you're listening right now on the phone say hello All right. Well, you lost your chance. uh, Let's see. We've had one successful call, uh, two successful calls, and two not-so-successful calls. So, uh, moving along to a caller from the 760 area code. Hello. Hello, Rick. Well, this sounds like Brandon.
4: It is Brandon. How are you?
1: Valley Center, California.
4: That's right. Yeah. How are things up where you are?
1: Things are not bad here in uh, in Van Nuys. It's a lovely day. The purple flowers in our backyard are, are blooming uh, gorgeously and um the stray dog that uh, has been living on our porch the last couple of days seems happy as well.
4: Well, he's not a stray anymore then, huh?
1: Well, Did I don't he... know. He's not letting his feet touch or talk to him. But, uh,
4: oh, okay. <laughs>
1: we do catch he's... him there a lot.
4: He's not eating, huh?
1: He doesn 't look really thin, but uh, I mean maybe he just sleeps here and then wanders off to another part of the neighborhood to eats somewhere else i i don't know
4: well that's that's a good sign i mean that's that's got to be some trust that he likes your porch <laughs>
1: just not us
4: <laughs> just just not you well he he might come around how long has he been there? how many days A couple days well maybe maybe you know give him give him some time well uh, uh there's a lot. <laughs> happening in poetry this month, you know, the Tuolumne uh, Poetry Festival is going to happen in Yosemite next weekend, right? Right. And uh, so, I don't know, people seem to come from all over uh, the West to uh, spend some time up there, and uh, that should be a good time.
1: Is that something you're participating in?
4: Yeah, I've gone up there a couple of of years. You know, you have to um, hike out to a place called Parsons Lodge which was a, i think originally it was just you know a kind of a place for ranch hands to stay while they were out with cattle but it then it was donated to the Audubon Society and it was some place where birders would go to stay and then it was donated to the park and they have this poetry festival out there you, you hike uh, it's, it's probably not quite a mile and uh, it depends on where you leave from and it's in this beautiful meadow and uh, they have Poets from all over come and, and lead workshops. I think is it Jane Hirschfeld is going to be there this year, and uh, there's always some music. It's a, it's a great event.
1: Sounds really cool. When, when's it happening?
4: Uh, Saturday and Sunday next weekend. A week, from, a week from today, people will be up there
1: is if anyone is you know in California or interested in traveling to to go there do they have a website you know if it's too late to, to...
4: no it's it's free uh well it's not free but it's it's made possible through the generosity of our parks and i think uh, uh there's some other uh, literary organizations that support it so it's not like it's closed if if people drive up to Tuolumne Meadows um, well, yes, they can go to the website and they, can, and they can find information about it, about the exact times of the workshops, but the workshops are free. So it's not something you have to apply to. It's something you have to show up for and you have to be willing to uh, walk out to, I think it's called Soda Springs because uh, there's a spring right there and it's a, it's a mineral springs. And you walk out there and uh, you can't miss the lodge. It's, a, it's just a beautiful way to spend the weekend.
1: Sounds really cool. Do you happen to know what the website is?
4: I don't. I don't know uh, what the website is off the top of my head. But if you were to Google Tuolumne and it's spelled uh, oddly, it's T-U-O-L-U-M-N-E Tuolumne Meadows uh, Poetry Festival, uh, you would find you would find what you're looking for.
1: All right. Well, how about this? While you're uh, reading your your poem, I'll I'll see if I can uh, uh, check it out and. uh, and let's, let's hear your poem.
4: All right. This is called Men and Women I've Kissed. Sometime during my second year at college, Ava comes to a party at our apartment while her boyfriend studies. I fall behind the couch. She falls on top. I left school at the end of the semester. When I was a high school freshman, Grampy sat in his car to watch freshman practice football. He was out of the hospital for two weeks. On the way to the locker room, I leaned in the car window to kiss his cheek. The guys, sweaty and winded in pads, just carried their helmets around us. Grampy died during wrestling season. In kindergarten, I had a crush on Julie Snyder, who lived down a ranch road on the way to our house. She and her mother wore white go-go boots like Goldie Hawns on the Forbidden Laugh-In show, which I watched while hidden behind the couch. Mom and Julie's parents were hippies, and she wasn't surprised when they divorced. Julie moved away with her mother. In our class photo, she stood between Alfonso Baez and Ricky Streeter. I couldn't help kissing them all when no one was looking. When I get old, I ask my youngest son, will you still kiss me? Without taking his arms from my neck, he says, you're old now. By the time my sons are in grade school, Grandma takes me to lunch tell me no matter what my father says you can come to my house anytime she holds my arm on the way to the car and tells me about a kid who hit him in the head with a board when I kiss her goodbye she cries and says be kind to him the more seniors graduate the better an underclassman's chances of getting a girlfriend one February night in my junior year Andrea and I sat on the lifeguard stand at Little Solana high winter tides on the bluff below soft kisses gentle honor braces that a moment later hooked on my sweater. On a chair in the corner of my dorm at College of the Siskiyous, a pink ribbon and a note. Bring this back to me if you want, Monica. It was two summers before I would have a driver's license. I spent July at my aunt's on Mission Bay, but not with my aunt. Under the diving barge, I held on to a crossbeam, and Shira held me to her, her legs wrapped around me under the water. Her older sister swam out and said Shira had to spend the rest of the day on the beach. And her father, who couldn't swim, would kill me. Shira sat on a blanket and cried. Her father had a mustache like Omar Sharif. The rest of the day, I stayed in the water up to my knees.
1: Wow, that's a, that's a gorgeous piece. Uh, Brandon, you had me from, from word one. Well done.
4: Well, thanks, Rick. Thanks for, uh, hosting this again. It's, I, I think it's always wonderful the way you draw together these poets from all over.
1: Well, that's, you know, that's the mission of the Poetry Superhighway, to expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible, and this is just another avenue to do that. And I think that, you know, the whole idea behind, Everything we do, being on the internet, is that it, it's open to everyone in the world that has the internet. So, uh, so thanks for uh, for calling that out, and um, love that piece. Um, I, reminds me of something I wrote uh, called "The Story of My Life," which dealt with similar issues over. I don't know if "issues" is the right word, but uh, uh, events, you know, over periods of time. And it's a very nostalgic. Your, your piece is a very nostalgic look back at these these. You know, innocent but mem- memorable uh, moments. So I really enjoyed it. Well, if we have time today, are you going to read it? Um, maybe I'd I'd have to find it, and it's hard to find things when I'm I'm uh, 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 hosting the the show, and, and I'd, I'd rather yeah. uh, hear, uh hear Well, I'm really sorry.
4: I'm really sorry. I didn't I didn't have the, that web address for you when I called. Uh, did you manage to find it?
1: Um well, you know in looking for the Tuolumne poetry festival it it seems like i i mean I did a search for Tuolumne Poetry Festival, and i couldn 't find a website just for the festival. I found several places that that mention it um I mean interestingly enough, one of the first uh hits that comes up is is someone else who's performing at it. It seems like the most official source of the Tuolumne Meadows Poetry festival is um, is at a site uh, it's not a website, it's actually just a PDF download um, hmm.
4: well let me let uh, me uh, get off the line and I'll look for it, and I'll uh, post it in the chat room if I find it.
1: Okay, sounds good.
4: All right, thanks, Rick.
1: All right, take it easy. That was uh Brandon uh, Sama calling from Valley Center, California um a repeat caller at poetry superhighway live um is called in many times uh reading a wonderful poem about uh different women that he's uh, kissed over over time um uh young women
0: I don't know why I needed to say that um but anyway
1: moving along all right i think we have the caller from the Triple One area code back on, meaning you're you're a blocked call or or, or something like that. So, if you if you called back in because you got disconnected, um, say hello. Hello.
5: Hello. Yes.
1: Hi. How's it going, Rick? Hi. Who am I? Who am I talking to?
5: My name is Jaime. I'm from uh, Maywood, California. Well, welcome. Thanks. Um, do you have a oh. phone for us? Definitely yes. Uh, just give me a second here. Alright, so the name of uh, this poem is uh, Reality, and it's kind of a, it's really, it's somewhat of a hip-hop style, about a couple of years back, so, um, so yeah, it just has a lot of uh, food for thought, you know, and um, well, here it goes. As a lifelong Christ uh, my future ain't bleak. So many God centered goals, I still yet to reach. I'm living proof of the fact that the human mind's so deep. I've got so much to say, so more often need to speak. Only the strong in Christ survive. By yourself, you're weak. But I don't mean to push your buttons, instead, hope to reach your heart. If you'll allow the Spirit to teach you through these words, how often have we seeked the wrong solution to our problems? Like those who pack heat, smoking weed in the street, saying, I get no love at home. This case ain't unique. But, pe- but please peep this man, don't sleep. I know that relentlessly discouragement likes to creep up on cats full of potential to start to be
1: indiscreet. Knew, uh, t- tell confidence. me
5: your first name again? Are you oh, Jaime. Jaime, okay. Yes. Wait, did, did, did you finish? Uh-huh. I'm sorry. There was. Oh, no, no. I lost my uh, place here. I'm looking at my uh, computer. Okay. okay. See, all right. I found it again. All right. I'll take it from the last line. I know the relentlessly discouragement likes to creep upon cats full of potential who start to be indiscreet with their conduct and their composure can't keep. When problems pile up, unfortunately you can't delete the consequences once they come. I know you don't seek an early grave or a life in prison, and speaking of which, I must say that for real many are living in, one without bars, even some of the richest Hollywood stars, a perfect place to begin, funny how some are seen as gods, although they're living in misery. For example, if I met Brittany and she wanted to get with me, I'd have to turn her down. Listen, please, don't take it to be arrogance. What I mean is this. You're not defined by your money or how many people wish they had your autograph or by your physical attraction. You ask, what else have I to say on the subject at hand? To be honest, every young girl and man who enjoys a product is partly to blame. You mean to tell me that these young girls with no shame really want to show their rears? You'd be shocked if you were to see how many shed tears when they reflect on what they're doing and they compromise themselves, feeling ruined because the guys think it's fly. At least what they see on camera, but you can't hide what's on the inside. Satan's bossy when you let him take a trip in his yard and find yourself looking ridiculous. Is it really so hard? To face the reality of who you are, let me clarify regarding these lines I've written so that you know that I don't mean to be distant. I've gotten your attention not to say these girls are cheap. they're created in God's image and likeness, but their essence have chosen not to keep. And with that said, I'll now shift my attention. Famous men, I'm not exempt from constructive criticism. How about the compromises of many married men in Hollywood and the music industry? Look at the rap videos of more than half-naked women, these hip-slop artists who employ them are obviously not all single. Knowing they've got a wife, some of them do more than mingle with these girls because they know they want some of their money, or at least what money gets, and it's far from funny. They cling to love their wives as well as their children, But with the woman in the videos, what kind of example are they setting? Not a good one, but I cannot be forgetting. That Hollywood has guilty parties as well. It's obvious that sex and anything close to itself. To the point where in movies, it's nothing unusual. To see a man and a woman, not together in real life, do. We'll please the flesh, half naked with each other, either having sex. Or being close to it. And that's not even counting the number of married men who cheat on their wives when more attractive, famous women decide to show them desire for sexual attention. Many wi- men and women are influenced by this. That can't be denied. How many relationships don't end since one or both partners are afraid of breaking up? Believing you thought would be harder. Many lifestyles in general have the same tension. Could it be that yours is one of them? If so, will you be letting this motivate you to decide for a change and quit listening to the foolish pride inside? It tells you, don't worry. You've got many years ahead. You can do this later, but I invite you to instead. Remember September 11, 2001, many innocent people, we're helpless, caught off guard, and stunned. May they all rest in peace, but please learn from this tragedy. You may not have as long as you think to respond to reality that's it
1: Hi may, thanks for sharing that with us. It's interesting uh, when you Thank describe you. the style style that you were going to read it in you know typically you know you heard the rhythm that you were reading it in, and, and oftentimes people do that rhythm, but read very fast and um and it, and it goes by so quickly, sometimes it's hard to get the get all the words, you know, or whatever the intended uh, impact was. So I uh, uh, appreciate that you read that slower um, in that style because we got really the best of both worlds there. We got to, you know, hear that style of reading, but in a slower manner that allowed people, the words to kind of sink in.
5: Thank you. By the way, um, could I mention uh, my book that this uh, poem is from? Sure. All right. The name of the book is uh, The Heaven and Hell Within and many places in between, and uh, anyone who's interested can check it out at jf as a -A Frank, A-R-I-A-S-A, oh, I'm sorry, it's com slash J-F as Frank, A-R-I-A-S-A, so it's Lulu.com/slash/jfariasa.
1: Cool. Well, good luck with that, and um, and I hope uh, hope it does well for you. Um, and uh, thanks for calling in. I hope you call back. All right. Thank you very much, Rick. Take it easy. That was um, uh, that was uh, Jaime, Jaime calling from May, Jaime May. calling from Maywood, California. Um, good to hear you, first time caller. Uh, you can check out his book at uh, Lulu.com as well. Um, we have a bunch of other callers we're going to get to. Um, and uh, starting, oh, actually, before we do that, a couple uh, follow up uh, uh, things from Brandon's, uh, our previous caller. Um, he mentioned um, in, in the chat room he's got a reading coming up tomorrow. So if you're in the uh, uh, southern, Southern California area, um, San Diego, etc. cetera, um, at Winston's Beach Club, which is 1921 Bacon Street, uh, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Uh, August 10th, uh, Br- uh, Brandon Sema will be reading. Um, don't know if it's an open reading. I can't tell from the uh, from the uh, Facebook invite. Uh, Brandon, maybe you'll mention that in the chat room, and I'll let people know. Also, if you're interested in the Tuolumne Poetry Festival, which Brandon mentioned, um, uh, there's no sense uh, uh, telling you the the address because it's really kind of long. But um, if you just do a search for Tuolumne Poetry Festival, T U O. L-U-M-N-E, Meadows Poetry Festival, uh, then you can, uh, you'll, you'll find a, a bunch of different links. It doesn't seem they have a, an official website, but, but if you go to the one that's, that begins with nps.gov, that you can download a PDF, which is a, uh, a, a brochure for the, for the festival. So there you go. Do a search for Toulonay Poetry Festival, T-U-L-L-U-M-N-E. Uh, moving along to a caller... From the 949 area
6: code. Hello. Hello. Can you hear James
1: me? Palazzo. Yes, I can.
6: Yes. Wow. How are you? You're good.
1: I'm. I'm
6: very <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, listen, before I start, I, I would like to uh, give a plug for Jeffrey McDaniel, who will be performing at the Ugly Mug Cafe this Wednesday. So, anybody in the area, it's um, in uh, Orange, California and the uh, website to go to is uh www.poetryidiots.com and uh Jeffrey is is highly worth it. He's also uh, performing with Marcus Omari, who I, I haven't heard of, so I can't comment on him. Thanks. <laughs> well, I mean anybody performing with Jeff has to be good. So, but uh yeah, if you're in the area, uh, this I have nothing to do with this. i, I just think he is he is amazing. So uh, if you're in the area, it's only two dollars Orange california. Um,
1: i uh, If I may uh, uh, give a hearty uh, agreement to that, i um I've been a fan of Jeffrey McDaniel for many years. and um, I have all of his books, and he and I just read together. Um, about two weeks ago, or maybe a week and a half ago, at, at the Pharmaca reading downtown with a with a few other folks, um, he had just flown in from uh, New York, where he lives and, and teaches at Sarah Lawrence College, um, and and gave a great reading that night. And um, he just there's no voice like Jeffrey McDaniel. Um, no, and he he read a he read a a, a piece um, uh, a poem in the voice of a of a dish of butter in a refrigerator, and the only other thing in the the refrigerator was an olive. And so the the butter was very melancholy, and he's, like, contemplating, you know, what's it doing in here, and things aren't going well, and he notices the olive, and it was my favorite line of poetry of the night. He says, I don't know that olive. (laughs) Like, what you know, who... You know what kind of situation you're in, where you're in there with a stranger. <laughs> olive, you know, it was uh, it was incredible. The credit was 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 stellar. Uh, so yeah, any any chance to see Jeffrey McDaniel is is a good chance. And he used to be based in Southern California, as you know, James. And, and so right. he didn't get back here that much. If you happen to be in Orange County or really anywhere in LA, and you want to head out to the Ugly Mug, which is a fun uh, weekly reading um, that the, an open reading as well that you can participate in. Um, Definitely
6: check it out. Yes, absolutely. Um, s- speaking of people to check out, this poem is inspired by a wonderful musician by the name of Alu, and uh, it's called "In the Room with the Revolving Planets." In the room with the revolving planets, she dressed in bruises and sang a galaxy. The room was painted in medical emergencies. She grew a garden in her throat. Roses, thorns intact flowing out of her mouth,
7: the audience
6: swallowing the blossoms as the violinist hummed a forest into being. In the room with the revolving planets, one was dancing like an electric storm, lightning flowing from his eyes, his feet melting the ground below One was begging for the glances of a beautiful girl, coaxing a small mouth to open with something nearing charisma, but only achieving a damaged foreign language, the girl failed to understand. One was a boat sinking in a deep blue sea. Another was the sea, filled with teeth and angry eyes. One had a gun, another the bullets. One had a dream, another the capital. One knew the steps, another the tune. One wiped tears away from the gas mask, looking back at the ruins of what used to be. In the room, with the revolving planets, she gave God a name, packed a sack lunch for her to take to school, instructed her not to let the bullies push her around. Worlds depended on her. She watched her climb onto the bus as it drove off, turned back to her sunlit kitchen, couldn't help thinking once more how God was growing up so fast. In the room with the revolving planets, she was back on Earth, and it trembled at her touch. She sang a lullaby to the continents. The seas gave up Atlantis, the Titanic, and four missing Pensacola fighters. Amelia Earhart appeared with a digital camera, took shots of the SRO crowd, caught in mid-thunder. She, who was the singer, who was the galaxy, who was beautiful beyond words, finished with a small flourish... Thanked the crowd and said good night.
0: Wow.
1: Very <laughs> nice. Is Thank that a, a new piece?
6: Nope. It's about a year too old.
1: Well, if you don't write that much, uh, yeah, <laughs> it be a new piece. You know what I'm saying? I'm just respectful. If you're busy, you know, you have a new baby and you only write a new poem every six years, that's a really new piece. <laughs>
6: Uh, I, I actually have some new pieces. They just—I didn't think they fit on the phone. Yeah. You know, so uh, the more live pieces.
1: Well, buy it. Buy a bigger phone. I mean, you know, you have the, you have the entire universe and planets in that phone. How, how did that not fit? You know, how did that fit in the other one? True.
6: No. True. I,
1: I know what you're saying. That was that was lovely. And the first thing I thought was, you know, in the room with the revolving planets. Like if you go outside, you're essentially in a room with revolving planets.
6: Very nice. Very nice there. Yeah. I didn't think of it that way, but yeah. That's very good. Yeah. Cool.
1: It's, it's uh it's uh it's these kind of little genius comments that
6: <laughs> that make you who you are.
1: <laughs> Clearly, thank you for finishing that because I, I just could not.
3: So.
6: <laughs> well, th- th- thank think, you, Rick. <laughs> thank you for having me and thank you for for doing this. Uh, you, you're you're just an amazing person. Just <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank and you. And so humble,
6: and so humble too.
1: Clearly, yes. <laughs> um, thank you, James. Good to hear you on, on this program. Good to hear your voice in general. Uh, um, uh, uh, period.
6: Thank you. Um, Anything else
1: going on you want to mention? Do you have any readings coming up besides uh, Jeffrey's?
6: Nope. Just go to Jeffrey.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. All right. Well, that was uh, uh, James Palacio uh, calling from uh, the Greater 949 Area Code. Um, Always good to hear, uh, James. He's a poet. uh, Obviously, I know from uh, readings here in Southern California. Um, And giving props to Jeffrey McDaniel, who... Uh, is in Southern California for a couple of weeks doing some readings. The next one being this Wednesday at uh, the Ugly Mug in uh, the City of Orange. It's a, it's a great reading uh, run by uh, Steve Ramirez and Ben Trigg. They've been doing it for many, many years. The website is poetryidiots.com. Um, uh, nice little coffee house, good sound system. If you get there early enough across the street, there's a fun restaurant called Horteborgers or something of that nature, which you can... Uh, which you can eat at, um, and uh, Orange, uh, where it's located, it's kind of a nice little college town. Of course, uh, one of the last times I was there, uh, they towed my car. I was the featured reader that night and parked at the Ugly Mug, and then went across the street to the restaurant to eat. And when I would come back, uh, the owner of the Ugly Mug had towed my car. It was a great night. I was, uh, I was thrilled uh, to have been invited to be the featured reader that night. It all worked out. We're all fine. Uh, but definitely check out Jeffrey McDaniel. His newest book is called *The Endarkenment*, and he has a number of other titles. They're all really great. I I can't. He's my got to be one of my top three favorite poets, period. So I I, I highly recommend checking him out. It's a *Splinter Generation*, *Alibi School*, a couple of his other titles. All of them are in the Poetry Superhighway bookstore. If you're if you're at the Main Poetry Superhighway website and you click on bookstore, uh, the the main bookstore page, um, is uh, where you can find all of his books. Again, the latest one is The Endarkenment. We've got about uh, 10 minutes or so left in the show. Please call in. We'd love to hear your work. The number is 646-716-7362. I've got one caller on the line from 323. We'll get to you in just a sec. Um, Open lines after that, so we definitely have time for at least one more caller. Uh, So call in. We'd love to hear your work. Um, all right, so hello, uh, caller from the 323 area code. Hi, Rick. Hello. Can you hear me? I can.
7: Okay. Um, I have read on your radio show a couple times, and I came down to the Cobalt Cafe once. So i got to get down there again. I've just been uh, busy at work, but I want to tell you, you know, how great you are, you know, and um, I went and read at a couple of other places, and my husband and I were just telling someone last night that, You know, uh, down at the Cobalt, your um, reading is really great, and you're very inspirational, so I wanted to thank you. Wow, I
1: feel, you know, all these compliments I'm getting. I should make (laughs) a disclaimer uh, on the show. No, you are. uh,
7: Not only are you a great poet, but you always make everyone feel really good. And I went and read at another place, and I was like, She surely isn't as great as Rick, which uh, shall remain nameless, but, uh, you know, I have to get back down there again, so I wanted to thank you for being, you know, so inspirational.
1: Well, thank you very much. I just, you know, was was saying again, the purpose of the show is is not to uh, to prop me up, but I, I'm I'm honored to hear that. And can you tell us who you are?
7: Yeah, my name's Maria Hall, and I came down and read one time. And um, that night, you had the girl. I forget her name. She had written a poem about meters. She was really good. And um, my husband and I came down, and I was the first reader. And uh, I haven't been down since, but I read a couple of times on your show. So um, I just saw it online again and thought I'd read a poem. (laughs) Fantastic. And so I'm I'm guessing you're calling from from L.A.? Yeah, West West Hollywood. West Hollywood, Hollywood. okay. Yeah.
1: Well, great. Well, happy to have you back. Let's hear your
7: poem. Thank you. Okay, this is called Movement is the Key. Uh, Movement is the key to sanity. Rethinking yourself is a curse. Thinking of others is not bad. Condemning yourself is the worst. Why do things always have to be one way or another? I have come to discover we're all afraid of growing up, but I think we go back to where we start. You want things to stay the same, but, th- but things don't. They change. People want you to experience their pain, but it's not possible. It's not the same. Never see yourself through anyone's eyes. Never let anyone change how you feel. And that's it.
1: Cool. Well, uh, Maria, thanks for calling in. Thanks yes. for coming down
7: to Cobalt. Uh, yeah, definitely get making- down there again.
1: And thanks for making me feel real good about myself.
7: Oh, great. Well, you are great. And thanks for letting me read. My pleasure. Anytime. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye. That was uh, Maria calling from West Hollywood, California. Um, Yet another repeat offender here at uh, Poetry Superhighway Live, and uh, someone who has uh, come to the open reading at the Cobalt Cafe in Canoga Park, where I host every Tuesday night. If you're in the Southern California area, uh, come on down every Tuesday night. Uh, The reading starts at nine o'clock. The cobalt opens at eight thirty, so don't get there before eight thirty. It's free. Um, It's a non-alcoholic venue, but we do have we have what we call a one drink minimum. So if you buy anything, whether it's a soda, uh, um, candy, chips, then then you're good. Um, So and uh, doing for many years. You can check out the website to see who our featured readers are. PoetrySuperhighway.com/slash. Cobalt. And also, an uh, interesting thing we do, we, I publish a broadside, a poetry poster for all of our featured readers. Um, and we, I've done 200 of them. Last week was the 200th broadside. And you can look at all of them, all 200 broadsides, PDFs of them, at that website, PoetrySuperHighway.com slash Cobalt. Okay, let's see. We've got a couple more callers in. Let's see if we can get to both of you uh, before the show's over. All right, another blocked call. Um, hello. Say hello if you're if you just called in. Would that be me? That would be Hello. you. Hi, I'm Michael.
0: Hi, Rick. This is Michael from Birmingham.
1: Hey, Michael. Welcome back.
0: Should I go ahead and read what I want to read, or do you want to hear a little information or anything? Let's hear your poem. Okay. It's called Blood Brother, and I read this at the mu- museum last Friday, July 31st for a poetry reading there. Blood Brother, no matter the occasion rising above the combustion like a firefighter in a spontaneous company of one. If la Bohem, boheme, if the little bohemian is not able to open his wallet, still he opens his heart just the same, double wide. Yet he's not in to making a spectacle to remember his 911 compatriots and for all the colors Under one, he rolls up his sleeve, makes a fist, then opens a hand to offer the fuse from his vein. Some people call that. What's that? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say I wrote that in response to September 11th, and I'm always revising it. Uh, Some of my readers have nicknamed it my Red Cross poem.
1: Nice. And can you remind us what, what uh, museum you read
0: this at? Is this a, a, an open uh, reading that other people participate no, in? No, no, no. It, it was, um, it started in February. They The Birmingham Museum of Art did a reading called BMA Speaks, BMA Birmingham Museum of Art. And uh, Patricia White, or Patricia Smith, remember I told you about it on one of your earlier shows. Patricia Smith, the poet, lady poet. Hello? Um,
1: yeah, of course, yes. Uh, but okay, I, you know, and
0: and she was featured, and they had some locals read for the first hour before her hour of feature, and it went over well, so they did it again in July, and they're anticipating doing it again. Uh, they're planning on doing it again in October. Uh, last two have gone over so well, the one in February and the one last week at the end of July.
1: Great, so when it, when it does happen, they, they do op- have an
0: open reading as well? uh people uh mail in their submissions oh i see okay and, and uh they mail in the submissions and get uh considered and get lined up and you know, they contact them back to let them know if... so it's not uh, like you get there it's not it's not like the uh the traditional open like you get there and sign up
1: it's a it's a pre screened one uh and you know, i guess you can sort of understand why a museum might do that uh, uh but uh okay cool so um so mm-hmm. that's something that you participated in uh, recently with your with your Red Cross yeah, but, poem, as it were. Yeah, but the readings
0: but the readings have been diverse and democratic.
1: Cool, that's good. I mean, you, I suppose you run the risk. I, I I just know from from here in Southern California, you know, with so many different readings, you know, and and such a disparate uh, poetry community, uh, there's always a lot of, uh, if I should say, charitably talk <laughs> about. You know what the way things should and shouldn't be done, and I, I could see someone feeling slighted if if there was a reading where they didn't get to participate you know because they weren't chosen you know in, in that
0: sort of thing but uh but it sounds like it's a system that's working in in birmingham yeah and uh well, for that particular venue so to speak that uh that uh, uh museum, but I'm not really involved so much in the the planning of it um Uh, You know, they put it on the website, and they have, you know, if you're interested, email submissions, they have that. And then I don't handle that end of it. But you have to realize, you know, there's just so much time and so many people. um, It seems for the most part, I gather, they're trying to be accommodating to everybody who who, um, contacts them ahead of time uh, and mails in their emails and submissions and makes a request. That's good. Well, it's a good way
1: also, I suppose, if you're organizing an open reading, you kind of invite people to submit and you put together the reading that you think is going to fill the time space and, and 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 represent as many people as possible. And maybe the next time you do it, you pick different people. I mean, it's, it's, I haven't heard of a, a system like that, and it, I, I suppose you can, you can make it work. Well, Michael, I, uh, thanks so much for calling in. Uh, great to hear your work again, and uh, I look forward to you calling again in the future.
0: Okay, you have a good week.
1: Thanks, you too. That was uh, Michael calling from uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Yet another uh, repeat caller uh, here at Poetry Superhighway Live. I, I think looking at at the list of people who called in, we've only had one new caller today, which uh, which is which is fine. You know, it's it's interesting having done the the show for so long. We we've developed a core of regulars, and of course anyone is welcome to call in at any time. But it's it's good to have a group of people who. Uh, who um, are regulars on the show and uh, familiar voices, uh, people who I recognize when they call in. um, uh, And and sometimes I recognize but forget who exactly it is because I'm not quite the genius that uh, people have uh, made me out to be uh, so far in the show. But, uh, well, listen, everyone, thanks for calling in. Um, We're just about out of time here. Just a a minute left in the show. So I want to thank David from Newark, who's been very active in the chat room, uh, Nicole from Columbus, Ohio, Brandon from Valley Center, California, Jaime from Maywood, California, James Palacio from Orange County, uh, Maria Hall from West Hollywood, and Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, uh, great to have everyone calling in. Great to have so many repeat callers. I uh, just want to remind you of a couple things. Our contest is running right now. We have over 163 uh, entries so far. Uh, click on a con- 2009 contest. We're also if you, uh, There's still time to be a sponsor. If you want to get a free ad in our weekly newsletter, um, and participate in something great. Um, if you donate books or, or something of that nature, um, uh, they will go to other poets uh, who will appreciate them. And you will help uh, us in our goal of sending a prize to every single person who enters. Um, so uh, click on Sponsors a 2009 contest from the main menu. Um, you'll learn more about that. Click on 2009 Contest if you're interested in entering or send an email to guidelines at PoetrySuperHighway.com and, and the entry guidelines will be emailed to you, not the sponsorship guidelines. Tomorrow night here in Tarzana, I'm participating in a reading called Poetry of Tolerance run by the Valley Contemporary Poets marking the 10th anniversary of the shooting at the North Valley Jewish Community Center. If you're interested in that, send me an email, rick at PoetrySuperHighway.com and I'll let you know about that. Uh, Thanks again for calling in. Our next show will be September 6th, Sunday, September 6th. That's our next open reading. Uh, Happy poetry, everyone.